Welcome to another episode of Sugar and Shit Pod. This is Kay. And this is Ty. And we are here with another episode. <laughs> so, Sissy, today, what are we going to talk about? Everything. What are we going to talk about? Everything. Everything. I know, we've been going for minutes. We've so. been going for a while. And we, and we do apologize, but you know... Like, be like, just stop apologizing because at this point, we always disappear and come back. Yeah, we always always make it worth it, worth your while for you to return back and see what's new. So, what's been going on on your and what's new in your your life since the last time we recorded? Too much, like, too much. Come on, tune the people in. Neither people sometimes in my name business too much. Okay, so tell a little bit, but you ain't got to tell all of it. I got fired from my job, fired or laid off again. Is there a difference? Like yeah. In- a loss of an income is a loss of an income. True. <laughs> Especially if there's no severance package involved. I don't That's care how you slice true. the pie, right? So. And then with this with this economy, the job, finding a second source of income, I mean, finding a primary source of income again, I'm pretty sure it's difficult. Especially I mean, with Georgia's pay rate. That part. Find like a desirable like salary. That part. I can't go back. I can't go back. But these jobs be uh, trifling with how much they trying to offer. Well, the good thing is, I think that now that COVID is kind of like fully over in the economy, that there's was, a new variant out. I'm not talking about that. And the con, like the boom of the economy that was going on when COVID was here, that's also trending down because there's not as much assistance and programs going on. Mm-hmm. The people who influxed in here during COVID and was living their best lives mm-hmm. is realizing they got to go find a job and they're looking at these pay rates these people are talking about with the cost of living and they're taking their asses right back where they came from are they it seemed like it i feel like the crowd meter has definitely gone down in um atlanta like the last few months i That's could be because wrong because you work from home mm, no i feel like yeah, it don't mean you work from home if you, you in these so? streets and you actually actively driving in this fucking traffic ain't nobody going nowhere I mean, I feel like I feel like yes, we do have traffic, but I still feel like it's not as bad as it was last year. I feel like people don't be in the spots as much as it was last year. I feel like it has slightly lessened. I feel like the crowd meter has slightly lessened. And plus, honestly, I don't know if y'all noticed, but a lot of these popular spots in Atlanta they starting to diminish, whether it's by closing, by fire, by ordinance, whatever. Okay, let's talk about that because. You know how, like, for the longest, like, when I say the longest, like, the past two years, I'm like, I need to come out with a new collection. I need to come out with a new collection. I need to come out with a new collection. Like, I didn't realize it until, like, four months ago, maybe five months ago, how many black-owned brands did not survive COVID? Oh, a lot did not. I'm going to say about... Like, there's so many brands that... I was like, wait, I know I haven't seen them around social media, but I just feel like... Maybe this is brands, period. Yeah, but a lot of black brands... Like, it's brands, period, but a lot of black brands did not make it through COVID. Like what? Like Rule 107. Wow, they didn't? No. Mm. Rule 107, there was like two others that I used to see a lot that just didn't make it. I'm like, this is crazy. But on the flip side, there's other black brands that have completely flourished. And like, and they're doing too much. And they're doing too much with their price points. 
So Brandon Blackwood doing way too fucking Brandon much for his Blackwood, price point. But, but I went on his website and I looked at a bag that I have been seeing floating around. $385 for what? Yeah. Luxury does not have to mean like excessive pricing. Like luxury no, no. does not have to mean y'all keep saying like we want um inclusive or we want, you know, luxury that everyone can afford without breaking the bank. $385 is still a lot of money, especially when the bag can barely fit a phone. I mean, and you know, me and Cheryl was talking about this the other day. Like you see that you see it with a lot of a lot of a lot of black brands, like their prices have like almost doubled the Hanifa ridiculous. Like why is it sort of six hundred dollars? Why is it sort of all dress six hundred dollars? When you start a brand, the when you start a company and you start with a business, you always want to keep doing better than the last thing that you did. And at a certain point, it's, you, you want your brand to be considered luxurious. And sometimes for people, luxury comes with a price point. But also, I feel like you can't leave the audience that helps you build your brand behind. Right. So you need to have high-low. You need to like have high-low options. Yeah. yeah. You need to have high-low options. But for you to be like completely just jump your prices and then be like, bye, see y'all later. Thank you for, for putting me in this position. But I don't cater to y'all no more. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I get it. I get it from both. I get it from both, like, viewpoints. Again, offer a high option and a low option. That way you are truly inclusive of to who everyone. you want to have Not access to your brand. But especially if you're I'm a black too. designer saying you're designing for black people, let's be real now. We automatically automatically get paid lesser than our counterparts. Yeah. Most of us live in inner cities. Yeah. With high cost of living. And if we don't live in inner cities, we live in rural areas with they're still paying you seven dollars and fifteen cents per mm-hmm. hour type shit. Yeah. Who is this accessible to? Yeah. Let's be real. They get one celebrity wearing their shit and they go they log on to their website the next day and they jump all their prices by thirty <laughs> percent. That's exactly what they do. That is exactly what they do. And it's and it's and it's wild. I mean, you know, I love my black designers, but I'ma start supporting y'all because y'all be wilding. Just like, you know, some black establishments where their customer service is not good and it be some, oh, but we gotta support black establishment establishments. I'm tired of throwing away my money. For cold macaroni and cheese, mm. no quick service, and an eye roll every time I ask for fucking all, hot sauce. All for an ambiance. So with that being said, what do you feel about the whole turkey leg cut dress code thing that's going on out? Is it in Texas? In Texas, Houston, Texas. Um. So from what I've heard, the reason why they implemented that dress code is because her husband can't keep his dick in his pants and he was actually found in the bathroom with a customer. What? Yes. What? Yes. I've never been to the turkey leg hut, so I can't say much. But everybody who has been there said the 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 atmosphere the atmosphere and the ambience does not call for a dress code. That's like going into like a fucking Panda Express or Texas Roadhouse, and they're saying that you know you 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 need to dress more appropriate. Like they're like it's not that place. Like you're literally eating on a wood bench under a tree type situation if you don't get a spot inside. Mm. Now, I do understand the whole... My thing is this, right? 
if you don't, there's no need for a dress code when it comes to adults. If you feel like people are dressing dressing unsavory in your establishment, then and then on top of that, you can't trust your husband or whatever you want to say is your reasoning for doing this, then at the end of the day, the burden falls on the business owner and not the customers. I'm not going to tell my customers, oh, you're dressed inappropriately. What I'm going to do is the little vibe that I do here, I'm do have here, I'm going to change it that way. They're innately innately changed, right? Instead of having, I don't know if they have hookahs available or whatever, but instead of having OD strong drinks um, and have a certain type of music playing, changing the music that's playing over the air, and, you know, maybe it's a two-drink maximum, or what you do is you you start putting less liquor in the drinks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Keep the same menu, but put the less amount of liquor in the drinks so that they're not getting turned faster or have like a seat limit to where you can't like, you know, two hours max, an hour max. That way they don't get comfortable enough to be turning up and, you know, booty shorts and stuff like that. If you feel like that's an issue, but I'm not, I'm not about to tell no adult how to dress, especially if they're not coming in there naked. Right. Right. I know. I was like... The no- At first, I, like, understood the dress code thing, but, like, the more you heard about the sex, they was like, that's not even the vibe that y'all giving off. So, exactly. They was, like, it's, they was literally, like, it's, it like... like, the restaurant hot as hell, Texas hot as hell, like... Why, why would you tell somebody they can't handle shorts on any of y'all live in fucking Texas? Again, I'm pretty sure, because I have seen videos... Little changes could lead to big results. Mm-hmm. Instead of playing boozy, play some to me, uh, play, I don't know, <laughs> something... <Night>. Right. <laughs> You know, some Hannah Montana, something that would have people in and out and not, you know what I'm saying? And they already know, like, this is just quick. We're going to go in here and they're not dressing to impress, which means they're not wearing, like, club attire outside. Mm -hmm. They just literally grabbing their food, eating their food, and And they going going back out. Yeah. But then this is the same turkey leg hut. Like, first of all, didn't they update prices, like, dramatically or drastically during COVID? You can't be out here charging $20, $30 for a turkey leg, but trying to tell me that I can't wear what I want to wear to come get this thir- this, this turkey leg. Because if you're going to give me a dress code, then... Turkey legs cost $30? I don't know, because I don't eat them. That place has never seemed... It's, it never a, a, appealed to me. Mm-hmm. So, I've never looked into it. Mm-hmm. But the girl said that the price point went up. Like, it's expensive. So, if I'm paying my money, you're not about to tell me how to dress, is what I'm saying. If you want to have a dress code, then you need to offer proper seating, a bigger area, and fine fucking dining, bitch. <laughs> That's just how I feel about it. Nah, facts. Facts, 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 facts. And and they're really doing too much. And if they're I mean, not careful, they're going to lose their business. A, a business and an establishment wanting to, like, they started out one way. They started out one way, but now that because 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 as your business grow, you grow. As you your business older. grow, you grow. But don't fucking sit here and implement a dress code because your husband, your yeah, man, that's the, yeah. can't control his sexual urges and place it under the guise of oh, I don't like how y'all dress it. Again, the blame goes on the woman, on the woman and the patron, and she don't. The customer don't owe you shit. Your man does. Yeah. And she really sat there and she stood 10 toes down behind it. The dress code wasn't even my idea. It was his idea. It was his idea. And you're a fucking clown following his lead. That's one thing I have the always said. he sat there and had her be the one to explain it when he's the one that wanted to implement it is like, 
she implemented that shit. My thing is this. This is why you have to be careful on the partner that you pick. Because when you have the wrong person as your partner, especially as a woman depending mm-hmm. on a man, mm-hmm. you're going to make that man lead you straight to fucking destruction. Yeah. That is true. Men will lead you to destruction if you let them, if you allow them to. Yeah. And he got you out here looking crazy. She want to look crazy. If that's the case, y'all already got people on wood benches and shit outside under a fucking tree. So how about this? How about y'all just close down y'all brick and mortar and just do a fucking food truck at a park or something that got some benches and shit mm-hmm. since you want to carry through with the theme and keep it pushing. Right. Like, that's what it is. Or if your husband is fucking the customers, tell your husband, like, in order for our marriage to work, you cannot come to this job no more. You cannot come to the restaurant. That You're part. not allowed here. That part. But it ain't got nothing to do with the customers. The customer don't owe you no loyalty. You're wild for that, sis. Like, you're wild. But since we're talking, since we kind of segue just a little tiny, tiny bit into um, relationships, let's talk about how I seen a video mm-hmm. on TikTok and the lady said men do less. The, she basically, the video was saying that men do not leave women. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it was a white guy. He said that 75% of divorces are initiated by women and then she stitched it and Cause the guy was trying to say it's because men drag their feet because you know their memory's bad and da da da, and then she stitched it and she was like she would never forget when she was in college that her boyfriend was telling her about his friend who girlfriend had dumped him and she was just like oh I'm sorry to hear that hopefully they and then you know hopefully you know they couldn't work it out or whatever and the boyfriend had to tell her like yo he good he been wanting her to break up with him. But she just wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So I guess he finally just pushed her to the breaking point. And then she just goes on to say that that was the first time she realized that men don't leave women and blah, 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 blah. What do you think about that narrative? Um, I could see men not initiating the breakup or leaving a woman because they don't want to be seen as a bad guy. But women just innately have this nurturing thing that the signs could be there, but they're not going to let go because they think it's a run, a one-off situation. And they're like, you know what? Like, that was a lack of judgment on his part or this and this and this and this. And, you know, give chances after chances after chances because it may not have been the same thing that they did last time. But, I mean, I can see that, especially with divorces. It's mostly on women that initiate divorces. Tia Marie. Um, Giselle, whatever Tom Brady Giselle, writes, Giselle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny Anthony, Mai, huh? Jenny Mai, when she had got divorced from that white man. Oh yeah, um, Anthony Anderson' wife. Mm-hmm. She initiated, like, and also for men when they have been in a in a relationship for so, when men have been in a relationship for so long and they may not have like they may not be like actively they're not the best husband but like. They're not cheating, so they don't have another option readily available. They don't even know if they're a hot commodity on the market anymore. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I disagree. I think men always assume that they're hot commodities on the market, which is why so a lot men, of men don't try to settle down until well after 40 when they're washed and shit because they think that time is on their side. That, that time is, will never pass them. That is true, but men who have been in a like a relationship for a while and they done had... Like, they, they, 
especially if they enter that relationship in their twenties and their thirties, and their body is looking different, their face features is looking different. Men, men go through self confidence issues just as much, or if not more, than women. And I feel like sometimes they just hold because they they're not the best husband, but they was like. And I may not be happy with her, but who else is going to put up with my shit? Who else is going to deal with me with this body? Like, this is I not can't guarantee I... you men do not have those conversations with each other. These are audacious. I'm talking about in their head. They do not have those conversations with themselves. They are very audacious. Men were born with audacity <laughs> dripping through their brains. Everyone else have blood. Men, audacity. audacity. They do not have those conversations with themselves. What mm-hmm. they think is... Mm-hmm. They, they are a hot commodity. They always think, this is why you see men wait so long to settle down because it clicks to them one day like, oh shit, I'm old and alone, which is why a lot of men are in nursing homes, not because they have health issues per se. They ain't got nobody to take care of their asses. They literally, they were hobosexuals. I didn't say homo, hobosexuals. Hobosexuals, I know, I heard you. And they played the fiddle until they could not play no more. They and now they have no more. fucking stability, no place to live, mm-hmm. no place to call home. Mm-hmm. And they find themselves homeless. Homeless shelters don't have any space. So they send them to the nursing homes. Mm-hmm. Even if these men have homes and careers, when they do get sick, they end up in a nursing home and they be flirting with the fucking CNAs just for a hint of female attention. Mm. Because they waited to take somebody seriously after 40, 45, 50. Some men even have the nerves to wait until about 60, 65. Nobody wants your geriatric ass at this big, 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 big age. You missed that bus. And women, and you know, there's some women who hit 50, have accomplished, not even 50, have hit 40, accomplished everything that society, that society told them they needed a man to accomplish, accomplished it on their own, plus some, and then still for the sake of companionship, went and pick up this man. If a man come to you and he talking about he, he, he trying to marry you in under two months and you jump on that shit, that don't ring no bells to you. Yeah. That don't ring no bells to you. And they sit there and they justify it by saying, well, we're older. We know what we want. No. He's old. And he knows that he don't want to die alone. That he wants somebody to take care of him into his dying breath. But he ain't in this because he loves you. So, at a, do you think at a certain point, especially when it comes to women, they move out of desperation when it comes, comes to dating? I think both men and women move out of desperation. But it's different calibers. I think for women... Because it doesn't matter as a woman, it doesn't matter how old you are, you still have like that, you still want that fairy tale ending, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, for them, it could be they, you know, if, if that's what you want to call it, desperation, but they move from that standpoint of emotion like, I still want my companion, I still want a husband, I still want a partner. Mm-hmm. It might be too late to have kids now, but I still want love, I still want those things. Mm-hmm. For men, mm-hmm. it's ne- I don't think it's ever about love. For men, it is, I want a partner. So I do you want think a- men are, in- are incapable of love? I don't think they're incapable of love. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that when these men hit a certain age, mm-hmm. they're not looking for love. They're looking for a bedside nurse. Mm. They know they're going downhill. Nobody gets old like nobody gets older and their health just drastically improve like here. They know that once they hit sixty, it's down there. You're 
You're sexually incompetent. You don't have dark black hair. You done lost a couple of inches off your height. Damn. You probably lost a couple of inches off your dick. Right? Your skin is not tight and supple anymore. You're a little bit more saggy no matter how much you go to the gym. Damn. And at this point, you must you maybe lost a couple of teeth. And on top of that, probably had to get some dentures to fill in the gaps. Your hairline be receding. Your fucking equilibrium be off. Y'all be sitting, these men be fucking walking, losing balance and shit. They know they're going downhill. Like a 1967 Ford. They know it. Not a 1967 Ford. They know they're going downhill. Damn. And so what do they do? They go out and they go out and seek women who are not married, better yet, never been married. Because the never been married ones is a little easier than the ones that's been married before. Because you can't pull the wool over their eyes too many yeah, times. Too many times, yeah. Someone who still desires that. And then they try to, you know, they try to sweep her off her, foot, her feet real quick. The first two, three, four months. So that she'll jump at that. When he does finally ask the question, she jumps at the idea. Let me tell you. These men, and notice it. These men who are aging and not, not in a good way. They always go for age-appropriate women. These are men who live their whole life not trying to go for age-appropriate women. Chasing the ones that just became legal. Right? But when they hit a certain age, all of a sudden they want to start chasing age-appropriate women. You want to know why? Because a 20-year-old something is going to realize that you are broke and you're not a sugar daddy. That you're actually a fucking burden and a headache. Mm. And she's still going to walk away from you. Them them children, them little girls do not want nothing to do with you. You think at 25, I'm going to be wiping ass and guiding you to the bed? Absolutely If not. you thought. And you broke. Absolutely I'm going to guide you to the bed if you got a little coin. But, sir, you're still on a 50K salary. You have nothing to offer. Damn. And some of these men don't even have savings. Because, again, when they were in their prime, they thought they that time. Money. Exactly. They thought time was going to stay still for them. There's a saying that says time waits for no man. Time but for some no reason, man. men and men think that time will wait for them. They think that time will wait for them. Mm-hmm. And that's how they operate until they, they hit a certain age. I'm telling you, it's like the light bulb clicking them. And they look in the mirror and they be like, dang, I went from one gray to a head full of gray. My hairline oh, right here. They look at themselves, that son. Do I look shorter to you? Of course, Pops. You 60. You short as hell. <laughs> and it start clicking to them like, I wasted time and I have no one to grow old with and die with. Like, they, you have nobody there for you because you played with everybody. Some of these men don't even have children that likes them. No, that's true. That is true. That is true. I think a lot of people, a lot of parents and things have kids that don't like them. Absolutely. 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 So, yeah, I mean, you know. But, yeah, I think the whole argument of um, men men don't leave relationships, women do, that is a very accurate argument. Um, and it's just because men are complacent beings. Whatever works for them, whatever's comfortable, they're not leaving that. 
I know so many men who cheat, like actively cheat all the time. It don't matter who they're with. In every relationship that ended, it was their girlfriends who initiated the breakup. Men do not leave. Now, would a man initiate the breakup if his wife cheated on him? Or his girlfriend cheated on him? Some men will, some men don't. I know a lot of women, a, men, a lot of men are out here be like, I would never stay with my, my, my girl or my wife or whatever they cheated. And these niggas be staying still. <laughs> because when you have an honest conversation with yourself, mm-hmm. when men are honest with themselves, when they are truly honest with themselves and they do the inner work, they realize that they were cheated on for a reason. Absolutely. Most women don't wake up and say, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to cheat, right. It's because they're missing and lacking something. She done told you time and time and time and time again how she felt. Mm -hmm. And you act like that. You sat there and you wanted to play boo-boo the fool. One told my, I don't see nothing. I don't hear nothing. So she done gave you something that she was going to see and you was going to hear. And you can't, you got like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't escape your accountability in where things ended. Yeah. Then men be like, oh, so you can tell us that that's why y'all cheated. But, you know, when we tell y'all, oh, blah, blah, we was missing something. Y'all don't want to hear it. No, because the masses, most of y'all will sit there and say that, you know, it's different when a man cheat and when a woman cheat. Because when your woman cheat, y'all cheat because y'all emotional. We cheat because sex is sex. But now you want to use the argument that something was missing from her. Nothing was ever missing from her. You're just a selfish bastard. That part. So, yeah. Men definitely don't leave relationships. For them, whatever works, works. And, you know, that's that's pretty much it. They have gone centuries with splitting homes, going here on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, over there on Tuesday and Thursday, and then the other shorty Saturday and Sunday, and nobody ever checked them. These new speaking age of, women, though, they're going to check the fuck out of you, and they actually going to checkmate your ass. So, speaking of, right, you know how Kourtney uh, Kardashian and Travis Barker got married, Apparently, they live on the same block, but they don't live in the same house. Would that be something you would consider to do no. if you had gotten married? You would want to like cohabitate with your partner twenty four seven. Yes. Okay. What are your thoughts on it? Even if it's not for you, what are your thoughts on it? If that works for them, that works for them. I'm a lover girl. I gotta be with my my husband. I'm not living in the same um. First of all, well, what if y'all had on the same property, but like they like lived in a guest house, kind of like Oprah and Stedman ish? No, you need to be in the house. First of all, I'm pretty sure their main house has so many rooms that even if they didn't want to see each other face twenty four seven, they can go into a different room. Why are you down the fucking block? Why are you in a whole different property? No. What's the what's the what? What are you getting married for? Because I feel like. She's just getting married to say that she did it. No. I don't... I don't look at I mean, she has always been... Courtney has always been the um, unconventional one anyway out of the bunch. But it's a no for me. Okay. It's a no. The furthest my husband could go is the couch. That's the furthest he could go? Mm-hmm. So even if y'all had, like, a huge house and they had, like, ten bedrooms, he can't be on the other side of the house? That's why I said that's fine. If you're under the same roof, that's fine. But you're talking about sending someone to a guest house or a house that's not even on the property line that's, oh, we're in just complete separate houses for what? For what? Cause, how do you, how do you, because you could love, because you could love somebody and like, you could love somebody and want to spend your, have that person in your, 
in your life. But like y'all living styles ain't just com- ain't compatible. Like y'all it's different. Okay, so different rooms, but that does not mean a different house. Mm. If you love someone and mm. y'all living styles are not compatible, then y'all are not compatible. You think? Absolutely. I I I I I agree. Marriage is a long term thing, so you're telling me that our living styles are compatible, which means. How we function, how we potentially raise kids, what we believe in, if we believe in anything religiously, our communication styles. If you're saying that our living styles are not compatible, then you and your partner are not compatible. To a certain extent. No. That's what it is. Everybody always always likes to say that love is not enough to get married. So you can't say... Right. So... A marriage don't thrive off of love. You know, of course, you have to love someone to marry them. Hopefully, that's one of the things that's there. The love is there. But you also have to be compatible in the things that matter when it comes to life. If your living styles is and the way you function is not compatible, then you two are not compatible. It's basic math. Because to marry for love alone would never work. No. You know, our emotions change daily. What is it that anchors us together? It's our mutual understandings. So if you're not compatible in life, then... I mean, if you're not compatible in, in, in living styles and lifestyles and, and, and what you guys believe in, then what are y'all doing? Y'all are not compatible, period. But your living style, like... Your 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 housewives is one aspect of your life. You also have spirituality, which I mentioned all of physical, that. Physical. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is like this is like how you live in a house is probably only a quarter of your life, or maybe a third of your life. No, no. How you live in your house is a good fifty percent because most people spend majority of their time in their homes. I thought we spend a majority of time at work. No. Most people spend majority of time in their homes. Mm. I don't know. I feel like it's an idea I could get with. Yeah, that's fine. Again, it works for some people. It doesn't work for me. I understand, which is why I asked. Because I never asked you that question. Nope, I don't get to entertain that. Okay, so it's a hard no. Oh, it's a hard no. Do you think you'll feel the same way when you're like 52? Yes. Okay. Again, multiple bedrooms, find a room, stay in there. But you ain't need to, you don't need to be in a whole separate property as well. What you doing while you feel like you need that much space? And that much distance? Nope. You, so you're, you're never in a relationship and feel like you need space? Not that much, nope. How much space you need? None. In a... Mm-mm. You're lying. You don't be feeling like you need any space. Not that much space, no. You don't be feeling like you need any space? I said not that much space that to much be space. in a different house. So no. I asked you how much space? How much space? I don't need that much space. Again, go in another room. Chill the fuck out. You don't need to be in no guest room or across the street or whatever. I don't care how you try to like ask, ask me the question. Like The answer is the same. I don't need that much space. Okay. I am just asking. I just needed some clarification on how much space, but you don't got the answer. 
I don't have the answer. I just told you. The max amount of space is still under the same roof. That's <laughs> what I literally just told you. Okay, the max amount of space is under the same roof. Gotcha. Heard you. Got it? Cool. You being smart. I'm not being smart. You keep asking me something like you're looking for an answer that ain't there. I don't need that I'm much space. I'm not looking for an answer that's not there. I just need a clarification about it. Don't need that much space. Like I said, I like to be with my partner. I don't need that much space. Okay. If I need to be, if I need to distance myself from you that much, I don't need to be with you. Okay. It's kind of just simple to me. I'm going to talk about this again. Bringing back shame. You know what? When you first was like, bring back shame. Uh, hey, uh, but now that I'm active more on TikTok and I'm like, even on like the Instagrams and the Facebooks and the Twitters. Nah, people need to be shamed about some things. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Bring back shame because shit is just ridiculous. What video was I watching yesterday? And I was like, nah, y'all taking this to a whole nother level. This girl wore an orange, like an orange stripper jumpsuit in the 7-Eleven and was twerking and everything. I was so disgusted. Like, you really put this on to go to the 7-Eleven? Just to twerk. Just to fucking twerk. And Just fucking twerk. in front of the fucking chips and the snacks. Like, be fucking for real. Not the chips and the snacks. <laughs> And like, be fucking for real. I'm just like, it's it's too much. It's too much. No, I wholeheartedly um, agree about the bring back shame. Before I was like, uh, it's judgy, but psh. I don't care. I've I've always bring admitted that, that I'm a back. very ju- judgmental person. Um, and it gets worse the older I get, and I'm standing on that because some of y'all bitches need to be judged. Well, only uh, some of y'all men and women need to be judged because the, just the way that y'all operating out here is just wild. Like, it's wild. Like, why are you, you know, like, this this one white creator on TikTok was like, oh, how her neck and her shoulders have been hurting her and she couldn't figure out what it was. And then she went to the doctor, da, da, and, and it was still hurting her, blah, blah, blah. And then she sat there and she thought about it because she had been sucking dick all week long. Who needed to know that? <laughs> like, I was so disgusted. Like, who who needs to know that? That's like this video I saw. This lady, she's like a dental assistant or whatever. And she was like, she said something about being able to tell if someone does oral by how the back of their throat and their teeth look. And this girl stitched a video and was like, I was wondering why my doctor kept on asking me. Like, her doctor kept on asking, like, this, her dentist kept on asking her this one thing, like, this one question after he did her oral exam. And I'm just like, girl, you really could have just kept that to yourself. They be violating their own HIPAA just for likes and giggles. I just do not understand it. Like, I'm just, why would you want everybody out here to know that? You're literally choking on somebody's son's penis. Like that nigga will choke on your pussy. I'm so fucking confused. Like y'all really be out here demeaning yourselves and then get mad. Like when people yeah. Y'all when people approach you in a in certain, a certain way. manner. Like hold yourself accountable for how people look at you based off of what you put out there. What you present. Everything ain't for everybody. Everything ain't for everybody. Everybody don't need to know that you sucking dick. 
Everybody don't need to know that you like, you know, experiencing, having sexual experiences with multiple men at the same time. Everybody don't need to know that, you know, uh, like, you know, like everybody don't need to know everything. Oh, yeah, I kissed my homeboy. I had sex with my homeboy before, but I'm not gay. <laughs> That's a different conversation for a different day. But, okay, I didn't need to know that. <laughs> like, these are things that people do not need to know. And y'all are voluntarily putting this information out there. And then feel a certain type of way when people got to say something about it. Me? Me? I'm going to tell you while you. <laughs> so, you ain't got no shame. You don't feel no way that you just let everybody know this? Like... Right. Okay. Like, and then speaking of shame, very disappointed that Summer Walker turned around and made herself a second ba- a baby mama times two again. Oh, yeah, and I just read that her and the boy broke up, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she like it. I love it. <laughs> Bring back shame. <laughs> like, like, y'all are really glorifying this because she's a celeb. But if she was just regular Nikki on the block, everybody would have been dragging her by now. For having two baby daddies? Two baby two baby daddies under two years. Why you gotta take so much random dick? You really couldn't just sit it out for, for a minute. You went back and did the same thing over again. And why are you having sex with people so quick unprotected? I'm so if people are not scared of STDs anymore. Like, pregnancies is the least of your worries. They not. Folks is not. Let me tell you when folks stopped being scared of STDs when they came out with PrEP. I agree. I think it was before then, honestly. Honestly, it was before then. But after PrEP, everybody went off the cliff. That was like, when they had when they went from taking a pop, 28 pills at one time to just one. One. Mm-hmm. And then they realized, like, oh, we were still living and we weren't dying no more. Like, HIV don't just advance to AIDS like that no more. These folks just been out here wilding. Mm-hmm. Wilding. Like, just don't even care. That's another thing. Like, people be all up on these people's internet. It's one thing to spread awareness of uh, awareness of things. It's a whole other thing to glorify it. Like, I've noticed all these people talking about, I have herpes. And then they try to justify their herpes by saying that herpes is the most common STD. And, and more than eight, as long as you don't have sex while you're having a break. And more than eighty percent of people have herpes, and they don't know because you know they you have to ask for herpes testing. They don't test for it. Let me tell you, stop justifying the bullshit. Stop justifying the bullshit because at my big age, been tested for herpes, still ain't got it. Y'all bitches out here twenty, young puss, herpes already. How you just spoil yourself like that? And I'm not trying to be, again, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if I'm trying to be judgmental. But to me, it's just like there's no shame in nothing no more. Nothing is sacred no more. Everybody got to know everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's the part right there. Everybody got to know everything. Social media might have been the best and worst thing to happen to society. I agree. Absolutely. Because it's just. Again, everybody don't need to know everything. And I hope these people understand this before they self-destruct. Like, all these people who be getting on TikTok talking about they, like, they got fired from their corporate job. Yeah, because y'all out here, first of all, stop linking your email address and your phone numbers, your actual email address and your phone numbers to your social media accounts. First of all, you are supposed to have a separate personal email 
in a separate business e- professional email. Your professional email is what you use to apply for jobs and correspondence from you and your job. And your personal email is what you use for shit to start a social media that no one else know about. And then you have a completely separate email for shit like your banking. I don't know. I just feel like... Like, people wonder why, like, folks be finding their fake pages or people always find them and can find their posts. Like, how did you get this information? All I did was plug in your email or your phone number. That's it. It's... Um, I'm like... But y'all so quick to find y'all fucking contacts and then wonder why your contacts find y'all. TikTok try to talk about... Don't forget to add a number so your contacts can find you. Bitch, you got me fucked up. TikTok, get out of my face. <laughs> get out of my face. I'm not linking shit. Hell, I don't even like how TikTok be like, such and such just viewed the post that you sent them. Yeah, I don't like that. And then, if that person is not following you, they be like, you know, like, they'll send that person your profile, like, oh, follow, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not what I be. Oh, see, I only did one yarn so far. That's why when we be when I be um sending stuff from TikTok, I just save it to my phone and then and I then send it out. Video. Cause y'all not finna catch me up in here, nope. up in here. Nope. And nope. what I'm about to do is I'm about to go to the beauty supply store and get me a ski mask and just start doing my videos in a ski mask <laughs> and erasing all my old shit. Cause y'all ain't gonna get me. I feel you. Y'all not gonna get me. I feel it's you. It's gonna be my signature pink color. No, y'all ain't gonna get me. These people gotta understand that you know you may not take that job serious, but that job take their brand serious, and yeah. they will fire you once you become you can't an be in- representing their brand and you on the internet talking all your shit. Once you become an inch of um a liability, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. They will clip you faster than your barber. Yep, <laughs> they will clip you. Like, it is not, like, they are, they are not playing games. And it'd be so sad because a lot of these people, their lifestyle be based off of their income. And they really do be having good jobs. Some of them be having good jobs. And now you have become accustomed to this lifestyle that you afforded for yourself. And then you're not able to afford it because a lot, especially in this economy, these people are not finding jobs as fast as they used to. Yeah. Absolutely. They're not finding jobs as fast as they used to. Now they done lost everything they worked hard for. All because you wanted to entertain a bunch of strangers. For likes. Get it together. For likes. That's the part. For likes. So you lost your livelihood for likes. And these same people that's laughing or like... It's not paying like one bill. It's not paying one bill. They not finna take you... They not finna take you up when you don't run out your savings. Mm. Ain't nobody about to home you like no house king, nope. and they ain't not finna home you. Nope. Not finna home you, not one bit, not at all. So, yeah, you know, like I said, like so, social media is cool and everything, but it's not a priority. It ain't that Unless cool. Unless that's how you make your living. Not for me to lose my paycheck, it ain't that Unless cool. that's how you make your living. Literally. But that's another thing, too, right? A lot of people, that is how, how they make their living, but they, they don't know, they don't know business, right? Because just because. You start on a social media platform don't mean that that is all that you stay. That's where you end up. And a lot of these people, they don't create websites. They don't gather a following anywhere else. They don't go out and actually meet people and have a personal connection with these brands and and their audience and these companies. And then what happened is TikTok, for instance. TikTok, we all know, don't like black creators. 
So what they do, they out here, they banning people account. Now what you going to do? Yeah. Now your your money is dried up because TikTok was the only thing that you depended on. You were in business savvy enough to say, let me go ahead and create a website, create a following outside of this. Let me start blogging. Let me start blogging. Let me go out to these events. Let me reach out to these companies and actually meet them, their purchasers, their this, their that, their yeah. social media coordinators, and build these bonds because... Again, your social media account is not always going to be there. Unfortunately, you do not have a hundred percent control, and you grow out that, and you grow out of it. Too. Like, hell, what are we thirty four? I'm starting to grow out of social media, so you have to grow your business outside of your social media, so you still have a way to maintain and not have to be present on these platforms all the time. Absolutely, absolutely, but they they don't be thinking about that. They don't be thinking about that at all. Like, so, but hopefully in 2023, because they did say that, they did forecast that 2022 was going to be a difficult year for whatever reason, blah, blah. So hopefully in 2023, things kind of get back on track for everybody. But a lot of people are suggesting that in 2023, we will be entering a war by the end, by mid to end 2023, we will more than likely be in like World War Three. Damn. In 2023? Yes. Damn. How do you feel about that? I mean, honestly, like, I feel like just walking around with life the way it is now, like, life is a, a, it's a, it's a daze. Like, I don't know about anybody else, but just floating and gliding, just floating and gliding. Like, it's so much going on. It's, it's so much going on at once. Like, rest. Like recession, unemployment rates, like they're reporting one thing with the unemployment rates. But when you're looking around you and so many people are unemployed, you're like, it's something else. Like the social shit that's just going on across seas and in our own country. You literally have a black woman, Brittany Griner, being a political prisoner in Russia. Like. No, at this point, nothing, nothing that I don't think anything will like. If anything happened, it wouldn't surprise me because honestly, it just feel like to natural flow and order of things. Like every day, I wake up and I'm just like, and I'm not like, I'm not one of those. Uh, the world is coming to an end, people. But I'm like, shit, what the hell is going on? Like, what is going on with life in the whole world right now in the U.S. and the temperature of things is is just off. So I wouldn't be surprised if we ended up in a world war, whatever, by the end of 2023. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. They said that a lot of it, we'll see, like, now that, like, everywhere is pretty much, like, in the in the cold months, like, you, like here, mm-hmm. Russia, Ukraine, um, you know, the UK, things like that are, it's, like, it's our, it's all of ours, kind of, like, winter and fall and stuff. Mm-hmm. We should see exactly what's going on because you know the oil and everything like that. Yeah, like how y'all cut down production by more than half of oil. Trying to starve people out. They trying to ice people out. That's what they're saying. Now that it's the cold months, we'll really see the implications of everything that's been going on. I'm glad we locking our gas rate. Yeah, but our electricity rate went up. Did it? It did. Oh, we're gonna have to uh call them and see if we could lock down a better rate than that too. Then hell, it did. But um, 
Yeah, I think that's it for today's episode. Wait a minute. Uh oh. What? Since we're talking about the temperature of things, how do you feel about the Kyrie Irving thing? Now I don't know who Kyrie Irving is. He's I a just basketball found out, player for the Nets. I, I mean, I just figured. I just found that out. But apparently, he like. I think America is full link. of shit. LeBron James is full of shit. Anyone who has spoken against Kyrie Irving and Kanye West right here in these particular moments mm-hmm. are full of shit. There's nothing that Kyrie said that was anti-Semitic. The movie that he posted and they claimed that he promoted, he was not responsible. First of all, the movie was not an anti-Semitic movie. But on top of that, he was not the one that created that movie. So how the fuck is he held accountable for a movie that he posted, but the uncreated is not held accountable? Give Mm -hmm. me a fucking break. Give me a break. Anything... Anything to like tear the black man down. Anything. This is what white folks do to you. And that, and I feel like that. I feel like that's what I like. I'm not the most like tapped into like what's going on or the most political person, but I feel like for some reason, when it comes to tearing down a black man and a black man's and legacy, black people assist. All black the time. people assist and applaud the fucking loudest, the loudest. Every black, time. Uh, black American folks, especially in the southern and midwestern regions, are coons. I do not care what nobody tell me. They are fucking puppets. They are puppets that people realize that being black in America is one thing. But just because we're black don't mean that we all view things the same all skin folk ain't, ain't your kin kin folk. folk nope and these people really have stockholm syndrome like seriously these black americans legit have stockholm syndrome because they will literally sit there and cheer on their oppressors mm-hmm. back their oppressors mm-hmm. and don't understand that it's the detriment to not only them but their entire community mm-hmm. yeah but i've also realized it's because americans by nature are very selfish they are not community thinkers. They are me thinkers, I thinkers. Mm. Mm. They are not community thinkers. So when they when they make decisions, they're making the decisions that for will them. for their mm-hmm. benefit. Mm-hmm. Their benefit. Not for let me sit back and see if this will benefit us all. Mm-hmm. American people don't think like that. And it's not just a black American thing, it's a white American thing. Americans do not think like that, but it's even worse when it comes to black Americans because mm-hmm. one thing white Americans always going to do is stand by their whiteness. Stand by their whiteness. They finna remind you that they white and sometimes they're going to remind themselves that they white. Mm-hmm. Because if nothing, if these polls didn't show you nothing, it showed you that. Because the fucking Republicans were so hell-bent from the presidential election, it turning blue. They were so hell-bent on keeping Georgia fucking red they that them white... The fucking- them white men, them, the dangerous ass white women. White women are the most dangerous group. Because of how is it that, that this, this political party is literally taking away your reproductive rights, taking away your rights to an abortion? And it's not even just the abortion. I had to tell somebody this the other day. They had posted. Not- they had posted about taking their daughter to the OBGYN and the OBGYN would kept asking the daughter in different ways why she was there and the mom had to keep reiterating we're here for her annual and they was like, oh, we don't do that until they're 21. What? They don't do annuals anymore until they're 21 and then once you reach 21, they do it every five years. They don't do it every year anymore. Pack- and this is 
a pop smear. And this is, you have to, people do not pay attention to what's going, this been happened. This change happened back in 2012. That's how much people do not pay attention. Thank God we have a doctor who still gave us our pap smears every year. But these doctors are literally Shout turning... Out Dr. Angela Tone. These doctors are turning people away around. Turning people, over, turning yeah, people around because the insurance companies are no longer... They can decide if they're going to pay out their claim or not. And a majority of them are not paying out these claims for these, um, these uh, pap smears yearly. This is bigger than a boy, a woman's right. Well, it's not bigger than a woman's right to choose. But the conversation is not even about abortion solely. For the me, the conversation is about women's women's health. Is. Women's health. Mm-hmm. Women's health. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me that you don't? I can't get my first pap smear until I'm twenty one. Cancer has no age limit. And then you're not screening. You're, you're, you know, you you're only doing the screening every five years. Because at the end of the day, like they try to take it back to where women was just considered property as well. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, well, is her having this pap smear or not gonna affect her from having these kids? Oh no, then fuck the pap smear. As long as she can still pop out these goddamn babies, we don't care. That's all that comes down to. Yeah, but the thing about it, right? God forbid somebody gets a, God forbid somebody finally gets a pap smear. They have cervical cancer. Now they had to wait five years between um pap smears. They're in late stage, right? Mm-hmm. I have these three kids. Who finna mm-hmm. take care of my kids when I die? Mm-hmm. They don't give a fuck about that. They don't care about that, especially the white people, because they just want to make sure that their population keep growing. Let me tell you. So they need to handle that in house, right? Don't impose Roe v. Wade and all that shit on everybody, right? Because according to their own logic, the black and brown people keep their babies. Y'all white bitches ain't, ain't y'all the one dashing bellies. Make that an in-house, y'all fix that shit amongst yourselves. But to, to me, to me, it don't even affect, Roe v. Wade don't even affect white women or won't affect white women as much as it'll affect just black browns um the poor community because if we not folks, be, we're not gonna no, be able folks, to afford private doctors that will have I'm these saying. abortions in and that's private what, for us that's like what I'm white these folks that absolutely need that absolutely want this it is hell bent on not having these kids they gonna fly out of their southern house and go to a new york a jersey or pennsylvania Get rid of their kids and come back down like nothing happened. Well, that's Pay not for that. That's not real. The narrative is they like to create this narrative that they are there are more um, that there's just an abundance of wealthy people, and it's the it's actually the opposite. They are very much there's a lot of wealthy white people, mm-hmm. but it's an abundance of white backward poor ass ignorant ass uneducated ass white folk. They're I'm, not gonna be able to afford those. No, but they don't get like. But they don't consider them in these decision makings. Yeah, they don't consider them. But yeah, it's it's going it's to affect saying, the white people. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Because them backwards old country ass white people going to have them kids anyway. They was always going to have the kids. They was always because gonna have contrary to popular so belief. So the people that they actually they are actually trying to target and restrict, they still can't even restrict because they actually do have access to the resources to still get that shit if they want to. Mm-hmm. I mean, they ain't restricting no black women because at the end of the day, 
me, we the most educated and everything like that in the first place. We got the money and resources. Because I, I could tell you, like, if I was 20-something and I got pregnant, making the money I do not, it ain't going to be nothing for me to hop on no plane and throw away a belly. And I... So I'll pay for that shit out of pocket. I mean, I'm at an age now where if I were to get pregnant, I would not be having an abortion. But if I was in my twenties, or hell, if, even right. if I was right at thirty, thirty-one, like yeah, okay, bye. Like I don't give a fuck about no state law. <laughs> but you know, I feel like at this mo at this moment, mm-hmm. and I know Brian Kemp didn't make any moves because he wanted to win election. He, but at he, this and he, mo- and he did at this moment. For me, shout out to white women. The um the abortion deadline in the state of Georgia is seventeen weeks, and I think that's a I think that's a fair timeline. What's that? That's like four months. That's a fair timeline. That's halfway through a pregnancy. That's a fair timeline. So I'm fine with that. But yeah, I think it should be like twenty two weeks. No, no, not at all. Why not? Because a, a baby couldn't couldn't actually uh, survive outside of a womb at twenty two weeks. Will they be Will they be living a life worth living at twenty two? I mean, you don't never know until they're born. If they couldn't have delays and stuff like that, but they can still live outside of a body at twenty two weeks. And I just think to wait until you're literally what forty weeks is full term. So for you to wait past half mark to decide that you want to have an abortion is barbaric. So, 20 weeks instead of 22 weeks? Not even 20, 20 weeks. I would say the first three months. Some people don't even know they're pregnant the first two. Month? Two. Right. So, that's why I gave you another another an extra month just for a little wiggle room. First three months. I think anything beside, outside of that is... Unless you find out something like, oh, it's between you and the baby... Or the baby's not going to have a quality of life. Things like that. Then yeah, absolutely. But again, my thing is these women who use abortions as a form of birth control. I don't agree with it. Not at all. Some of these some of these women really be big belly pregnant and then go and have a long term, um, late term abortions. For no reason other than the pregnancy and keep their partner or their like... Whatever. It's just you had all this time to think about it. I think three months should be the cutoff. Unless it's due to a health reason. Three months should be the cutoff. Absolutely. I mean, of course you already know I like disagree to a certain extent. Um that's neither I I yeah. I mean I disagree, but I just feel like there shouldn't be a law on it, period. Like, use your discretion, yeah. But laws, no. Nah, some of these bitches is out of control. I'm going to say it again. Using abortions as a form of birth control, and it needs to be stopped. That's their right to do that. Cause con- no, it's not their right to do. That's not your right to use abortion as a form of birth control to that wait till you no right to wait till you're past your halfway point in your pregnancy to decide to have an abortion. No, that's not right. It's barbaric. Absolutely not. But everybody, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but it's it's not right. So, I ain't mad at it. Now, do I believe in an overturning of Roe v. Wade? No. But I don't agree with how, how some of these women be moving either. So, yeah, no. Like I said, you would think people would use better discretion. But... Like I said, it's every every individual's right. 
Is that right? Not to commit murder. That ain't murder. It is. If some if something cannot live out if something cannot live without assistance, cannot live outside of the body, can't live without assistance, it's not murder. Which is why I said that there should be a max, not that it should be completely off the table. But a feed like a baby can survive at twenty two, twenty three weeks if they were born early. Could they survive at twenty weeks? And then what is the quality of life? Again, that's not my call. I think it's disgusting to have a late-term abortion. It's disgusting to have a late-term abortion. Like, absolutely a baby, you know, at 14 weeks, 15 weeks, can't survive outside of the womb or whatever. 20 weeks, and it's a toss-up. It's like a 70-30, but it's still possible. But again, why are you waiting until you're halfway through your pregnancy to decide that I'm going to have an abortion? That's fucking crazy. That's some evil ass shit. Lucky life and sometimes time passes people by. Nah, not that much time. 30, 60, 90, 120. At four months, that's 120 days you have to think about it. So at five months, that's 150 days. It don't take that long to make a decision. It really don't even take... They tell you... It, it, what they tell you, It take three weeks to form a fucking habit. So if it only take three weeks to fucking form a habit, it shouldn't take you no more than a month to make a damn decision. To decide if you want to be responsible for another yes. life or not. Mm-hmm. Again, why y'all not using fucking condoms? Why y'all not using birth control? These are simple fixes before we get here to pregnancy. Child, not everybody believes in birth control. So, you don't believe in birth control, you don't believe in condoms. Condoms is, like, condoms is fucking cheap as hell. Not only do it prevent against pregnancies, it prevent against STDs. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, so, we want people to exercise shame when it comes to STDs, STD statuses, and everything like that, but they can't exercise shame when it comes to fucking the prevention of a pregnancy? Come on, be fucking for real. Use condoms. It's really that simple. I'm not saying they shouldn't exercise shame, but what I'm saying is still their right to decide no matter how far along they are if they want to keep the child or not. No. I agree. But we're at an hour, so we're going to wrap this up. This was a good conversation. Let everybody <laughs> you know. over here rolling your eyes so much. I'm not, I mean, because I, mean, I, I don't have time for it. Um, but let everybody know where they can find you. Hey guys, this is Ty. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Tikedi, T-I-K-E-D-I. And you can find me on TikTok at Tikedi.com. Where can they find you at, sis? Hey everybody, this is Kay again. <laughs> you can find me um, on all platforms, K-E-E-N-Y-A underscore B underscore. Thank you for tuning in with us today. This was our pleasure being back on the mic. Um, and y'all enjoy the rest of y'all day. Bye. Bye.